presents the immortal Pagliacci. <laughs> Have you ever heard those commercials on TV at night? The musical Verdi, Rossini, Mozart, and the immortal Pagliacci. He's just one of those composers, you know. We're gonna... <laughs> it's a laugh a minute life, I'll tell you. Oh, God. Uh, have you had your laugh the last minute, John? You have. I see. When I came to bat, right? Okay. You notice that foul tip? I can do that better than anybody. Quick, quick. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, who? Well, oh, wait. Uh, before I go into that, uh, uh, I'm going to lay some bad news on you. Because bad news can be exciting, too, can it? Right. Okay. The bad news is this. Uh, do you know how people always walk around? You know, after all... Uh, there's a lot of folk wisdom, but it can also be a lot of uh, cockamamie folk misinformation, right? Correct them all. Well, uh, you know, how, how often in the last couple of years have you heard, oh, boy, they don't have winters like they used to have? Right, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just right. Listen, I was just riding down the, down the street the other day with a cab driver, see, and uh, he's sitting in a cab, and, and I said, well, it won't be long, right? And uh, he said, what do you mean? I says, well, it won't be long, and uh, he had the windows open, you know, and his cigar was sticking out the side vent there, and he was uh, laughing it up, and he, he was drinking an egg cream as we were riding along. You know, typical New York driver. And uh, we're, we're hopping from pothole to pothole. Has it occurred to you that the pothole is New York's uh, true uh, art form? I think New York creates the greatest potholes ever seen this side of the Alcan Highway. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, this, this, uh, this is the only town where a guy can lose an entire Buick Skylark. Boom, gone, you know, nothing but a plume of smoke coming out of it. And uh, that ain't a pothole any longer. That's getting to be a shell hole. But, uh, of course, that's another thing, too. I don't want to get into the city uh, politics. Uh, you know, can't you see Mayor Beam driving to work one morning? And all of a sudden, that that uh, that big city caddy hits a hits a goodie that I know a couple of goodies around her. God, boom! Down it goes, busted axle. The frame is gone. There goes the muffler, and and the mayor climbs out of the wreckage. And of course, we we hope that uh, Gabe Pressman will be on the scene with his camera, right? But at the <laughs> mayor Beam takes action. Victim of pothole, but the. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, I, I thought, by the way, I thought of writing a, 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 a real turkey of a screen drama of a horror thing called the, uh, the uh, I, I got an idea for a horror film, The Pothole That Swallowed Manhattan. You see, has it occurred to you that potholes could be visitors from outer space? And they're slowly getting bigger and bigger until, one, oh, you never thought of it that way. Well, you know, we always, you don't know what outer space creatures are like. They could be holes. In other words, antimatter, negative matter. You know the concept of antimatter, negative matter. Antimatter is just a guy that's against everything. Ah, it's all a lot of bunk. You've heard that type. We've worked for that type, haven't we? Right, right. Ah, bah, humbug. Oh, Scrooge ain't dead. Scrooge has just bought himself a new suit, and now he's working on the twenty-fourth floor. Hell no. Uh, would you please give me some uh, salute to Scrooge music, please? Let's go there. Come on, let's hear it for Scrooge. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is called the Roll Top Desk Blues. Yeah. Today, today I'm walking down the street. Trying to figure out how to squeeze out 
more of that tube of toothpaste of life. And I figured what it's all about is just like I learned at my mother's knee as a small, wee itty bitty kid. Yeah. Mama looked down after stirring at the after stirring that Ralston bowl up a bit. She says, "Kid, you want to learn what lights them out?" I said, "Yeah, ma, yeah." She says, "I'll tell you what lights them out, kid. Make all you can get. Make all you can get. Take them for every damn thing you can get. Right, kid? You heard me?" So now you're getting the word right from mother's mouth. Learn that mother's huge concrete knee. Get all you can get. But... How'd you like that, huh? Did you like my mother's advice? Did you like the advice? Okay, all right. Uh, speaking of getting all you can, hey, Joe, quick, hit the money button, quick. They're getting away, quick. There is a saying, <laughs> God must be a Brazilian. Of course it is just a saying. But ask someone who has seen Rio de Janeiro, someone who has stood just below the clouds next to the statue of Christ, whose outstretched arms seem to be blessing the bays and lagoons, the sensuous hills and crescent beaches, the gentle curves and dramatic sweeps that shape this divine configuration of mountain and sea. This Rio, this most beautiful of all cities. Ask and see if this someone does not say it was a religious experience. Even better, fly away. Fly Varig to Brazil, and then decide for yourself. Is God a Brazilian? Oh, surely, Mo, every romantic notion you have ever had about Rio is true. So now is the time to see your travel agent and board a Varig Luxury 7070 Giant Wide Body DC-10 to Rio. Fly away. Fly Varig to Brazil. Oh, God is a Brazilian. How's that for chauvinism? I always thought God came from Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Englishman, thank God, obviously is an Englishman. <laughs> it's going to be terrible to, to arrive up there at the pearly gates and look up and discover that it turns out to be Neptune. You know, wouldn't it be awful to discover that the Greeks were right all along and that Zeus was up there hurling thunderbolts? Or possibly the great god Moloch is sitting there carved out of solid granite. You know who Moloch was? Oh, you remember him. Sure. He used to manage the station. Of course, you remember that guy, the great stone face. You remember the one? The only stone that I ever saw grew gray hair. Fantastic. Well, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, somebody somebody wrote to me the other day. Let's get back to our, our business here, as, as uh, many people in this racket say. It is time for a little business. Before we hit that, Joe, let's see. What do we got? Uh, 
Chevron. Chevron. You mean those things that sergeants wear? Is that it? Really? Free up and free down? You better start moving, buddy, when he barks. The Chevron Chevron, Chevron. Make the right turn into Chevron. Your Chevron dealer is an auto specialist who can offer all the things your car needs to keep it running smoothly. Like Atlas Steel Radial Tires. They'll give you sure attraction, smoother handling, and a safer ride than ordinary tires because of their strong steel radial construction. Now's the time to see your Chevron dealer about the Atlas Steel Radial 70 Tire. Oh, they kind of petered out on that, didn't they? No big ending there. Gonna have to call JB on the phone about that one. I mean, that ain't the way MGM ended its pictures, buddy. Oh, sir, you go out with the bands going. Uh, incidentally, I'm delighted to report that uh, my favorite uh, season has arrived once again. Yes, uh, this is uh, this is when I can enjoy one of the true American art forms this time of year. The halftime ceremony. Oh, I love the halftime ceremonies. To me, that's an American art form. You don't find halftime ceremonies anywhere else in the world. Now, have you ever thought of the halftime ceremony as, as a true expression of the American spirit? Well, you will now, after I tell you this. I mean, where else in the world are you going to see 45 girls marching in unison with everything going, you know, oh, fantastic, wearing buckskin bras, gigantic 10-gallon hats, and shooting off Roman candles at the same time, all the while giving a salute to America's poverty, which is what I saw the other day watching <laughs> television. I'm sorry. That's a, yeah, the, you know, those announcers that do those uh, halftime uh, uh, PA bits, you know, you, you hear them? You, you don't often hear it because Kirk Gardy always keeps getting in the way. You know, Kirk Gardy's always interviewing somebody about a pass formation. And if you can see over his shoulder, the real show is going on. And you can hear the announcers saying something like this. Would you give me a little echo chamber there? Now make it sound like a PA system. Hello, one, Hello, two, one, three, two, four. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the halftime ceremony. Siwash University's marching golden Mustang band now salutes one of America's difficult problems of the day. And now the golden Mustang band salutes Watergate. Have you heard that? You haven't heard that kind of stuff? Well, I guess uh, when you spend all your time down at the local bar, it's hard to hear that over all that yelling and fist fighting that's going on. And I, I have to admit that a lot of people haven't heard that, but that's because they don't really listen. Oh, no, that, just a couple of uh, months back, uh, in fact, last season, already we saw the trend toward the sociological relevance-oriented halftime show. Now, the old halftime show used to consist of this, a little more PA again. Now, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Siwash University halftime Ceremonies today featuring the halftime ceremony marching band, the Golden Mustangs under Dr. Frank Watanabe. Today, salute the music of Richard Rogers and Rogers and Hammerstein. You heard those, right? Okay, that's the old time show. That's that's all over again. It's no longer a revelant show. Uh, you know what revelant is, don't you? Right, that's that uh, makeup that the ladies use. This is WOR New York. Speaking of revelance. And uh, what is more relevant at this time to hit the money button once again? Once again. Let's 
Shopping for Hers Potato out, Chips man. and Snack Foods is a family oh, affair. so much fun. Because Hers has chips. something for everyone. Oh, I love potato it. Potato chips, pretzels, and corn chips. Pretzel. Everybody finds a favorite. Oh. Hers Potato Chips taste good because they're made the natural way. Oh, not There's like not those a single preservative. No, sir. This is the way you'll find them in your store. Country fresh. Oh, just and like hers in the country. Hey, stay that way you know how potato chips grow out there in hers, the country. country good fresh. things from the country. Right. Good old country fresh pretzels. Just like they grow right on the pretzel bush. You know where they grow pretzels? Right, Albuquerque. And now, one, two, three. Let's hear it all together, gang, for the New York Nets. Julia Serving of the New York Nets, most valuable player in the ABA, two years One in a half row. Million dollars Julia Serving of the New York Nets, league-leading scorer right. in the ABA, two years in a row. Bet you can't do that again. Dr. J will be taking the court at Long Island's Nassau Coliseum this fall to repeat MVP and scoring honors, as well as lead the Nets to oh, another yeah? league championship. I'd really like to see that. Yeah, what a joke. Dennis Cotman <laughs> of the New York Islanders, Rookie of the Year in the National Hockey League. Dennis Potvin of the New York Islanders on the All-Star team as a rookie in the NHL. Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. Did he really do that? Oh, Dennis Potvin will be on the ice at Long Island's Nassau Coliseum this fall to lead the Islanders to their first year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, yeah, that I'd like to see. Yeah. You can see it all and more. There are still choice season tickets available for New York Nets basketball and New York Islander hockey. Call now and reserve your season tickets. 516-294-6400. 516-294-6400. Right. Get a good seat. Catch a puck of the teeth. Dum, ba, dum, bum. <laughs> oh, listen, I, I did. Did you know that one time in my speckled checkered career at one time, I did hockey play by play? That's right. And you're curious what, what team I did it for? The Mohawks of Cincinnati. Cincinnati Mohawks playing in the Cincinnati Garden owned by the Montreal Canadiens. And I'll never forget one night this friend of mine come up to me saying, you know, doing the play-by-play, -play, you know, you got you got certain connections, see. And uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of connections, you know. Uh, what the, the connection consisted really of a Class E telephone line that came out of that place. And uh, the line was so cheap that we used to do the hockey play-by-play uh, -play, that it was the only telephone line I've ever seen that had no highs, Joe. Are you listening, Joe? This telephone line that I worked on doing the play-by-play -play out of the out of the Cincinnati Garden had no highs, it had no lows, and it was one of the few telephone lines I have ever seen that had no middle. And uh, so I came out sounding like Donald Duck, you know. I'd say, and now they're taking it up to the blue line. There's a pass over to Watanabe. Uh, there's a pass back over to Watson. Watson uh, now passes in. He's circling around the ice. There's a shot, and it's in the stands. Well, uh, one day. I, I did hockey. <laughs> what, a, what a wild scene. One night, this buddy of mine, <laughs> he says to me, he says, you know, comes up, he's an engineer, you know, just like uh, all engineers are basically freebies. I, I've never known an engineer that, no, no, they are, let's face it. And uh, he kept, no, I don't mean that to be to be uh, nasty, Joe. I, I only report the news. I do not make it. And uh, so he comes up to me one night, saying, he says, hey, he says, listen, he says, I, I love hockey. And I said, all right, Bob, you love hockey. What else is uh, troubling you? He says, well, he says, I, I, every time I buy a seat down there to the garden, he says, I'm sitting way up there. He says, so far back. He says, I got a pair of binoculars, and I have trouble even seeing the ice with the binoculars. Well, that's true. You know, you get these uh, $3 seats. You know, the price of sports has gone up to the point now where, 
many a guy, you know, has to decide whether to take his two-week vacation in Bermuda or go to see the Knicks. So, uh, nevertheless, he decided, you know, he wanted to see the game. So they were playing, they were playing the Hershey Bears. You heard of the Hershey Bears? That's a hockey team. Well, Hershey, you know about Hershey, Hershey candy, right? There's a, there's a team called the Hershey Bears. It's kind of a play on the term Hershey Bars. You don't get it? You do, huh? Okay, good, fine, I you would. And they have chocolate-colored uniforms. They really do. Big peanuts painted all over them. So, uh, nevertheless, I'm seriously telling you the truth. There was also, uh, there was the Cleveland Club. They played all the time. But the Hershey Club was really hot, see? So he said, I wanted to see him play Hershey. So I said, okay, Bob, I'll see what I can do. So uh, I went to see the, uh, the PR guy. And I said to the PR guy, I said, hey, listen, PR guy. I said, it's been seven weeks now, and you guys haven't paid me, right? And he says, that's right. He says, no, he says, we're hoping for an upsurge in attendance here soon. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, now, since you haven't paid me for seven weeks and I've been doing the games, right? They've been on the air? I mean, I really did them? He says, that's correct. I said, well, then what do you say that you slip me a freebie ticket? How am I slipping me a freebie ticket for an old buddy of mine? He says, very good. I'd be glad to. And now kids, men, women, children, birds, and seagulls that are listening to this, there is a lesson in this. I want you to listen to the lesson. It was one of those nights I learned a lesson in life. So I, I gave him the tickets. And, oh, he was abject. He was just abject in his, uh, in his gratitude. I hate to see a grown man go down on his knees and, and cling to your knee and cry. A grown man, and not only that, he was, had a first-class phone. I mean, that kind of guy shouldn't have to do that. But anyway, he was, because that's the, what sports do to you today. Listen, I, I've known guys, I knew a guy that wanted to get to see the last World Series, you know, when the Mets were in the World Series. He wanted to get to see a World Series game so bad, he couldn't get a ticket. This guy wanted to get a World Series game so bad that you know what he had to do? He traded his wife to another guy for three weeks. Well, now, and let's face it, uh, if you knew this guy's wife, you know that wasn't much of a trade. And uh, the only reason that he traded her, he didn't trade her for the reason you think he traded her for. She went over there and did the weeding in the backyard in this guy's house for three weeks. That's all she was, yeah. But nevertheless, he was willing to do that. And uh, he did. He went and saw the ball game. By the way, it was a disaster. The, the Mets lost that game. And, uh, you know, that's always the way it goes. He came home madder than hell. On the way back, somebody stole his hubcaps on a Utopia Parkway. It was just a bad scene. So anyway, my friend, my friend came to me and he said, "Please get me a ticket for the Hershey Bear game." And I said, "All right, I'll get you a ticket." At that time, the Cincinnati Mohawks were in a head-to-head, -head, uh, as they say, push and shove struggle with the Cleveland team for last place in the league. Right. And so naturally, there was a great crowd interest in this game, and there was, actually. There were thousands of people came out to see the game, and uh, my, my buddy was sitting right down in the first row. I got him a seat right down there with the, you know, with the real people. And, and he was sitting right down, and I could see him up in the booth. See, I was up there, and I'm saying, you know, the face-off, it's time for the face-off, and the crowd was roaring. Five minutes into the game. Five minutes. He didn't even see five minutes. Five minutes into the game, one of the Hershey Bear players took a pass. He's coming up over the blue line. He got a fantastic check, and as he does, he, he swings, passes, and, uh, passes the puck over to the other side of the blue line. The guy catches it on the edge of his stick. The puck ricocheted, and I saw this crowd gathering around, and the next thing you know, they're carrying this victim out. Guess who it was? 
I'd like to tell you it was Bob. It was not Bob. It was a girl Bob had been working on for over three weeks, and he figured he'd really show her a good time tonight. You know, <laughs> they turned it on. <laughs> and for three days, we visited her at Memorial Hospital there. She caught a puck right in the left ear. No, it wasn't in the teeth. It was in the left ear. It was fantastic. She had the biggest ear I ever saw in my life. After. It was ear over three, four feet round. Tremendous. And the puck was embedded right in it. And uh, she was like a, a living, walking Stanley Cup trophy. And uh, so there's a lesson in this, friends. Beware of anything that comes free. Look it right in the eye. And then grab it and run. Run. Air shipping service is better. Our service is better. Ours goes anywhere. You don't get free much free, so you got to take what you get, right? Flames. Here's a message right. from Tom Cole, you come president here, you're of RAA Air Express, to clear the air once and for all. You've got to get it out of here. Clear it up. Right Every right. air shipping service claims it's faster, bigger, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I say put up or shut right, up. Right, right. Last year, REA Air Express delivered six and a half million shipments. A million more than Emory, Airborne, and Skycab oh, put together. Oh, boy. Did they Why? Because only Air Express Priority guarantees boarding of your shipments on the first flight out before any other freight. Right. And only Air Express gives door-to-door -door service to 450 airport cities and 22,000 communities. Correct. Under the control of one carrier, one management. Insist on the original, REA Air Express. It's the service with the differences that you demand. Just call us for a fast pickup. But whatever you do... Don't be fooled by the imitators. Oh, them phonies. That's true. You know, you get fooled by the phonies. Have you noticed that? Has that happened to you, Joe? Right. Listen, I got a package the other day. I don't know what uh, what express company sent it, but it was fantastic. I mean, have you ever seen a package that was less than a millimeter thick? And it started out two feet square? I don't know. They had some kind of a machine that just flattened it out. You know, it saves space, you know, in the truck and all that stuff. And uh, and uh, it said fragile all over. That's true. They didn't break the string that was around the package. You know, they didn't tear the paper. And I guess that's what the fragile thing referred to. But it was a fantastic package. It started out two feet square. Came from an electronic company out in Chicago. I ordered it. You know, it came out two feet square. And uh, when it arrived, Joe, the package was over seven feet around and a millimeter flat. It's amazing. In fact, uh, you're talking to the only guy, the only guy that you know, who has a, a stereo set that he can roll down the street now. That's right. It's just fantastic. You can see through it. Hold it up to the light. It's that flat. But uh, that's uh, that's what happens. That's what happens. Of course, it it works. Amazing thing about it. It, it works. So uh, you never know uh, where where you're going to find uh, truth, right? You don't know. And tonight, I've decided to deal in it. Guy wrote me and said, Shepard, what's your hobby? Now, I don't know whether it's any of his damn business. Because I may have a hobby he doesn't want to hear about, right? Have you ever wondered what my hobby is, Joe? No, I don't wonder about yours either, so I guess we're even, right? In fact, I don't give it contributes. Because I know what yours is. Any guy that, that goes around and embroiders lampshades for a hobby, forget it. <laughs> Unless they're erotic lampshades, you know, the expressing the inner Joe, you know, that kind of stuff. That's okay. Uh, with the beads, I like that. The frou-frou on the bottom. You know what frou-frou is? It's a French dancer in the Foley's Brigere. <laughs> you don't know her, huh? Oh, she's something. But uh, nevertheless, I, I uh, my hobby, okay. 
Uh, I might as well be honest with you. I uh, I did have a hobby one time. My hobby when I was about seven. I don't know how I got started on this hobby. You don't know. You know what is a hobby? A hobby is is something you do that you don't expect any return from. That's truly a hobby. You know your work shouldn't be your hobby. It isn't your hobby. Nobody has work as a hobby. Although a lot of people enjoy their work, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean it's your hobby. You see, your hobby is something that is done that completely is removed from the whole process of earning a living and anything else. It's just a, you know, it's a... And, and man is the only creature that has hobbies. Unless it can be proved that the that, uh, horse is kicking you, that's their hobby. It uh, could be. I don't know. <laughs> you know, one, I know one guy. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Right over the garage. And the horse was 18 years old. Never knew he could kick field goals like that. Boom, just gone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, caught him on the bounce, too, on the other side. He got hit he, he, terrible. He hit the other side, bounced twice, and right into a Sears Roebuck uh, uh, lawnmower that was working over there. But uh, you can, uh, are you thinking about that, Joe? Good ghastly image, isn't it? Sounds like the end of one of the great Walt Disney films. You can always tell you're watching a Walt Disney film. It's got Dean Jones in it. Right. The perfect Walt Disney hero has absolutely not a single thought ever shows in his eye at all at any point. Right? He's always co-starring with Suzanne Pochette and the Dachshund, or a duck, or a goose. Yeah, that's a, you could write the Walt Disney films like every five minutes. There's a machine that turns them out. Actually, it's called the Walt Disney Film Machine. Ka-dum, ka-dum, ka-dum. You just crank them out. But uh, there are them that like it, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy it certainly. <laughs> right. Oh, well, you probably like devil dogs and Yankee Doodles, too. Right, okay. Nothing wrong with that. I know a friend of mine that uh, that uh, likes Yoo-Hoo. He whips up a little batch of Yoo-Hoo at night once in a while, puts vodka in it. Yes, siree. Right. Uh, that, that, uh, that drink has a name, vodka and Yoo-Hoo. You didn't know what that is? Huh? You don't care either. Well, okay. I mean, you can order it if you want. I uh, <laughs> better not. We've always wore off the air. It's got a great name. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who threw the inner tube in the Yoo-Hoo? But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, my hobby, oh, yes, my hobby. You want to hear what my hobby was? Well, my hobby, at one point, at the age of seven, I got very deeply involved in the hobby. And my hobby was collecting match covers. You know what match covers are. Well, I collected match covers. And uh, I, you collected those too for a while? Well, I started collect match covers. Now, when you're a kid, you first collect match covers uh, by walking around and looking down in the gutter. And you pick them up out of the gutter, you see. And then you realize that match covers come from certain places. And then you begin to actually go to those places to get the match covers. In other words, uh, uh, Charlie's Barn Grill. Uh, if you want a Charlie's Barn Grill match cover... And you keep looking around for one, you don't find one. What do you do? You wind up drinking the bourbon in there to get some, right? And at the age of eight, I began to drink heavily, because that's uh, where all those match covers come from. And uh, then I finally got turned off. My mother finally flipped when I started to bring home. I, the, my, my best prize as a match cover collector came one night, though I was already fully grown up. And I've always kind of been sorry that I gave up that hobby, because lately there's been some great match covers showing up. Yeah, I was with this girl over in this elegant East Side restaurant. And uh, but you know that most girls, whenever they go into a very expensive restaurant, immediately they need to buy cigarettes. You've noticed that? It's a, it's a 
gut reaction to an expensive joint that has no cigarettes for sale unless they're four dollars a package and they're imported from Belgium you know that kind well so I knew this so so we walked into the restaurant there in a very elegant place Luigi's you know name like that had this uh, marquee out in front and uh, it's very dark in there the little candles guttering away we walk into Luigi's and the minute she says, oh, you know, you get that sound, you know, you hear it in the voice. She says, oh, I'm so sorry. I says, yes, Mabel. She says, I'm so sorry, but I'm out of cigarettes. I says, of course you're out of cigarettes. What else? We're in Luigi's. Naturally. You never run out of cigarettes at the chock full of nuts. I hear you have, and not once have you run out of cigarettes when we've gone, uh, you know, uh, uh, sightseeing at Woolworths. Uh, where do you run out of cigarettes? Luigi's. The Four Seasons. This is where you run out of cigarettes. I said, and of course, you want cigarettes. Is that correct? Oh, if you don't mind. Well, I went over to the machine there. They had a silver-plated machine. You know, these elegant places, they have a machine that's designed uh, to fit the decor of the place, not just one of those ordinary uh, bus terminal type uh, cigarette machines. This was a Rococo uh, machine. It had little touches of Gothic and a little Andy Warhol. It was a very elegant machine. And it's the only machine I knew that only accepted $5 bills. Now, uh, most machines I'm used to have a little slot that says two quarters, five nickels, seven dimes, and 18 pennies you have to put in, right? This one says $5 bills only. That's a, you know. <laughs> and incidentally, the machine was painted to look like the shirt front of a head waiter. So I, I you know, whipped out the $5 bill. And uh, I said, what kind do you want? She says, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, of course it doesn't matter when you're operating a $5 cigarette machine. Take what you can get. And so I put the, I put the $5 bill into the slot. And, you know, they have one of these little, uh, little lights that can tell the difference between a $5 bill and a $1 bill. And if you think I'm kidding, friend, did you ever try to put a $1 bill into a change machine? You seen those change machines where it says $5, $1? There's two kinds, you know. Or do you only go into those cheapy joints that give you change for a quarter, right? Ah, uh, that's your speed, right? So I put I put the, I put the five dollar bill into the machine, see, and the machine goes, you know, it sucked that five dollar bill up. Oh, I'll tell you, Luigi himself couldn't have done it better, you know. He's got a magnet, you know, a dollar bill, a five dollar, twenty dollar bill magnet. In fact, he's got a he's got a palm that rejects anything less than a twenty. Automatically wads it up and spits it back at you. You know, you get it in the ear. So, <laughs> nevertheless. This machine user, up goes the five bucks, see? and the, the, the guts were operating. And down at the bottom of the slot comes the cigarette package, right? Well, now, this is a very elegant place. In fact, it's so elegant, you know the whole idea of camp, don't you? This, was the, all, this, this entire place was all done in, in, uh, in uh, let's say, uh, nostalgic decor. You know what nostalgic decor is, don't you? 1932 calendars on the wall, right? Uh, Humphrey Bogart, big picture of Humphrey Bogart. Uh, when you, with, instead of uh, where it says men, they have Bogart's picture on the John there, right? And w instead of women, there's a picture of Carol Lombard. I mean, you know that kind. You know the kind of guys that go to places like that, you know? I don't have to, you know, pound it down. So anyway, we're in this place. Very, very elegant. What kind of cigarettes do you think come out? Do you think L&M's come out? Do you think Marlboro's? No. 20 grands. <laughs> 20 grands. 
They were, they were, yeah, it was nostalgic cigarettes were coming out of the machine. That's why you paid $5. They ain't made the 20 grands, for heaven's sake, since Al Capone got put in the big house. Right? 20 grands. I turned, I says, are 20 grands all right? And it was a pregnant pause, and she says, well, if they don't have wings, wings. I said, what the hell am I in here? So at that point, I, 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 I give her the, you know, I, I give her the, 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 the 20 grands. Yeah, these are these cigarettes, 20 grands. There's a picture of a horse in the front there with a horseshoe around it. It says 20 grand on it. I said, 20 grand? I said, what are, they, are you sure to use tobacco in these? She says, what do you mean? I says, well, <laughs> I'm being funny. And at that point, the machine goes, and it kicks out with a package of matches. You know, the little matches comes out the bottom. And what do you think it said on the matches, huh? What do you think it said? It says, help fight VD. And at that point, come on, Joe, get that thing going. That's right. It says, help fight VD. I thought maybe the machine is trying to tell me something. I hate machines that editorialize, especially about something as personal as, you know, what the hell are you going to do with that? So I gave her, I said, you want matches? She says, yes, please. I gave her the package of 20 grand, and I handed her the box of matches, you know. She reads it. She says, what's that? I says, well, <laughs> that's Luigi's brother. His name is, uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Virgil uh, Damagelli, you know. <laughs> she says, oh, that's interesting. She says, this help fight VD. I says, uh, well, you know, he's kind of a mean type, and he's trying to take over this place. We've got to help Luigi keep the law, keep the lease, and the whole thing. And so we sat there for 15 or 20 minutes, and she smoked his 20 grand, you know. And I, and I discovered that the place not only was nostalgic in the cigarettes and its decor, it was also nostalgic in its food. Have you ever eaten a three-day-old uh, pork chop? Yeah, well, it came right out of the old day, you know. Same pork chop that Sydney Green Street fooled around with in a big scene in the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Enjoyed my little lesson in sociology? All right, here's your next lesson. Joe, get ready. Come on, boy, get ready there. we got to hit them with a gramercy. Yeah. When the landlord said, move out, the building's coming down, Gramercy Park went into shock. We called a meeting and the brain trust advised, run a removal sale. Everybody loves a removal sale. But you know what happens when you move. There's so much to do, you can't do everything. Yet somehow the day comes and goes, and there you are. And the day came and went, and here we are. Gramercy Park wants to sell a lot of men's clothing in a hurry. The best way to sell a lot of clothing in a hurry is price. If you want a new suit or a sport coat or some slacks, go to 61 West 23rd Street. Just go through the big iron gate. Gramercy Park will sell you beautiful clothes at prices that would make Scrooge look like a big-time spender. There's no obligation, and credit cards are okay. Gramercy Park Close is open to 7, 
Saturday to 6, and on Sunday from 10 to 5. The address is 61 West 23rd Street, New York. This Sunday afternoon's clash between the New York Jets and the Chicago Bears, a first-time meeting for these teams, is brought to you in part by M&M Mars, the fun-sized candy people. And I'm Dave Herman for all the commentary throughout the game. Broadcast time over WR Radio is 1.35. He sure sounds like a fun guy, doesn't he? <laughs> That's like Godzilla trying to sell you. <laughs> the Yankee Doodle. <laughs> oh, the fun size candy bar. <laughs> oh, God, it never stops, does it? <laughs> well, you know, uh, at the... <laughs> Oh well, uh, well now listen. Uh, you 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 know what some of the other cigarettes that this machine had? I I went back. I said to Luigi, I said Luigi, that's a fantastic cigarette machine, and he says, we oui, monsieur. You know, it's not not every you know cigarette machine makes a seven thousand four hundred twenty two percent profit, so he thinks it's a great one too. And uh, how, how much how much uh, money do you think that you've put in your time? I'm asking a hypothetical. Uh, question out there. How much money do you think you have put in your time into various slots and got nothing back? No, I, I'm very serious about this. I just wonder, this is one of the deepest held secrets, I think, of, of the entire phone company. You never hear any talk about that. How much money the phone company gets in dimes that you put in and nothing ever happens? I'm just curious how much they make in a year on, uh, on that. I went, well, I'll tell you, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I personally, myself, just in, in Radio City, uh, over in Rockefeller Center, rather, uh, here the other day, I'm, I'm running through and I have to make a phone call, see, so I, I rush into the phone, and uh, there was a, you know, on the wall there, and I pick it up, and uh, it says uh, 10 cents, right, you know, so I put the dime in, nothing. I hit the coin. Have you ever seen a coin return thing ever work? No, well, that's called a placebo. It's just like the button they put into the elevator, you know, the one that's <laughs> they have the ele- it says closed door. Have you ever seen one of those work? Well, a lot of people think they do, you see. That's what's so crazy. They get in there, and they stand around for 20 minutes, and then they hit the closed door button, and then the door closes. They think that made it close. And then that, from that point on, he's, and then he wonders why the button has such a long delay when he tries it the next time. He gets a, <laughs> it doesn't work at all. In fact, there's a lot of buildings when you walk in, and it says up, oh, you know, the, the little elevator button is 742 stories. You walk in this building, you press the button up, and it lights up. And you actually think that has something to do with the elevators. No way. They're all on an automatic system. You know, they go up and down, you know, zip, zap, bam. Uh, and it doesn't make any difference. And so, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I put many a quarter into many a machine, and you get a, a kind of a fatalistic uh, feeling about it. It's like, uh, well, you know, you deserved it. It's a sneaky-looking machine. You come up to the sneaky-looking machine, you put a quarter in it, you deserve to lose, right? I mean, you know, this terrible mafia machine <laughs> standing there, and you get smart with it. You just don't tilt. You start tilting, and a big fist comes out, cracks you in the mouth, says, cut it out. Who do you think you're shoving, Mac? Bam, right in the mouth. So uh, anyway, uh, you want you want to hear what the other cigarettes were in this machine? Marvels. You mean you never heard of Chelsea's? All right, the Chelsea cigarette. You want to know another one that was in there? Cubeb. 
No, I, uh, you know, I, I've only read, you know, about Q-Bebs. That's, uh, that's something that the F. Scott Fitzgerald's characters are always smoking. Q-Bebs. Q-Bebs. Fatima. You could get the Fatima. Or, if you're one of the illiterate, the Fatima cigarettes come out of there. And uh, they, they were all in this machine. I mean, foods of the past. And uh, he had a candy, uh, he had a candy counter there, and they had past and gone candy bars. It's the only place I know of in town where you can actually buy at this point a uh, a, uh, a candy bar that features on the on the wrapper of it. This guy with the big muscles. What candy bar is that? Yeah, that's right, powerhouse candy bar, known as the Great Molar Crusher. You try those powerhouse candy bars. In fact, there's a rumor that the powerhouse candy bar was a secret plot by the American Dental Association. It can it, uh, listen. That baby could take out an entire mouth of fillings, one chunk. Wow, you know, thirty-five pieces of silver embedded in the bar. All right, you know. So stay out of Luigi's. I mean, it has no relationship. Uh, no, actually, it's kind of nice there. It's the only place I know where they reuse the salads. You know, they just, uh, you know, they just wash the lettuce because it's all plastic and you know, it all comes in. You know. So six of one half does the other. You pick a few as you can. In fact, did you read about the guy in the restaurant chair the other? Oh, you want to hear about the winter? You thought I wasn't making it back in the winter? All right. Scientists have reported that temperatures today are one and three quarters degree colder than they were 15 years ago. And they're 2.4 degrees colder than they were on an average 50 years ago. Regardless of what you say, friend. Bring it up. <laughs> You're curious. Here it is right here. Here's the official report from the UPI, right? Oregon State University Oceanographic Scientist. After a three-year study have released their findings. Right, and you know what the theory is? If you think Watergate was bad, well, you hear this one, friends. The theory is that within a very short time, we will be in the grip of another ice age. Oh, man, that's even worse than inflation. Can you imagine all them polar bears coming down the main street, you know, and the icebergs floating up the Hudson? Oh, my God. As, as, Yogi, as Yogi Berra said when he was told that there was an ice age on the way, he says, where are we going to play then? It's a good question, Yogi. That's right. It's almost at the end, friends. With the Ice Age comes glaciers. With the glaciers comes a hell of a heating bill. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer era. This is WOR New York. It does not kid. Stay tuned for In Conversation. 